Hello and welcome to Down the Stretch. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, broadcasting to you from beautiful Versailles, Kentucky. You're in the heart of thoroughbred country. Down the Stretch is a show dedicated to the sport of thoroughbred horse racing, and each week we review the graded stakes action from across the country. Down the Stretch is brought to you by Sycamore Bark Thoroughbreds, and this week it's Breeders' Cup week. We're going to be reviewing all of the Breeders' Cup races, so let's get started. And the Breeders' Cup races are the championship races of thoroughbred racing in the United States. And this year they were at Keeneland, Lexington, Kentucky. And we're going to kick things off on Friday, November the 6th with the Grade 2 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Going a five and a half furlongs on the turf for two-year-olds. And the purse was $1 million. Last one goes in. They're at the post. In the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, Golden Pal comes right out for the lead. Into the sunrise, comes away in second. Bodenheimer had an awkward start, but now recovers, starts to move up through some traffic. Third into second, and Golden Pal there starts to swing out a bit from the inside. That leaves some room for Bodenheimer. Into the sunrise there to the outside, and blame the booze in the center of the course. Those are the top four. Golden Pal has the lead, gets over toward the rail, leads it by a half length into the far turn. And then further back, Dirty Dangle is in sixth. Second of July 7th, Momos is eighth. Callan is ninth, Mighty Gurkha tenth, you better believe it, is in 11th around the turn. After five is next on the outside. Then Lipizzaner in 12th, followed by Windy City Red County final, last of the 14. Golden Pal, the leader, Bodenheimer second, four legs separate the top two. Momos in third, you better believe it, looks for room toward the rail. Callan runs from the outside, but well behind Golden Pal in the final furlong. A five-length lead for Golden Pal. Then Cowan, then you better believe it. Golden Pal, Cowan runs on from the outside. Golden Golden Pal, Cowan is second. Golden Pal, Golden Pal wins it by a length on the line. Cowan up for second. You better believe it was third. All over the world, Wesley Ward dominates this category, and Golden Pal comes back to the United States to have a crowning moment here in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. How about the early decision here, Matt? A Rat Ortiz Jr. breaks on top clearly, but then takes a hold. Yeah, I don't know if that was by design, Todd. I mean, I, it, it looked like he was kind of hard to handle and got a little bit of rank, you know, a couple hundred yards into this race. I mean, first of all, the thing I take away from this is just the unbelievable gate speed this horse possesses and the athleticism to overcome whatever occurred kind of in the early stages of this race where he was a handful for Rat Ortiz. He went from being a three-length lead. He kind of dropped back to the field. And then, like, in an instance, he settled right back into stride and was three in front. And now he's five in front. And because of what he had to endure in the early early stage of this race, he's tired here at the end, but it doesn't matter. He's clear by five and the race is over. It's an unbelievably gifted, talented racehorse who's a neck away from being undefeated, and that defeat came to the Lear Jet, who we're going to see in the juvenile turf later on. Five and a half furlongs, 102 and four. Caden, what did you see here from Golden Pal and what maybe our Rad Ortiz Jr. was dealing with early? I'm hard-pressed to decide which was more impressive, the way Golden Pal was able to almost give up that lead advantage and then come back again to win so impressively, or the effort by runner-up Cowan, who literally walked out of the starting gate, spotted the field, including Golden Pale on the front end, an abundance of ground, and then really closed the gap at the end a little bit farther, and it might have been perhaps a different outcome.
Um, but uh, amazing performance for Golden Powell, who uh, kind of seals the deal as far as his credentials are concerned. Golden Powell taking our first Breeders' Cup race of this Breeders' Cup Championship weekend at Keeneland on Future Stars Friday. Golden Powell is the brightest star here in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint at 4 to 5. 14-5-6. Cowan in second. You better believe it. And third. And congratulations. Our three chimneys. Cheers to the breeder. Goes to Randall E. Lowe, who bred Golden Pal in the Sunshine State of Florida by Uncle Mo out at Coolmore, America's Ashford Stud, out of the brilliant race mare, Lady Shipman, a daughter of Midshipman. This is what Golden Powell was bred to do, and she does it, or he does it, better than anyone else in the world today, taking the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Golden Powell, this two-year-old colt is by Uncle Mo, out of the midshipman mare, Lady Shipman, bred in Florida by Randall Elo, owned by Randall Investments, LLC, trained by Wesley Ward, and ridden by Irad Ortiz, Jr., Golden Powell has four career starts and been in the money all four times. Two first-place finishes and two seconds, earnings of just over $593,000. And running second was Cowan. This two-year-old colt is by Kentheros out of the Smart Strike Mare Tempers Flare. Bred in Kentucky by Hillendale Farm. Owned by William Heigelbrot. Corrine Heigelbrot, Manicat Stables, LLC, and Spinthrift Farm. Trained by Steve Asmussen and ridden by Ricardo Santana, Jr. Cowan has five career starts now, but in the money four of five tries with one first place finish, two seconds, one third. Earnings of just over $295,000. Cowan was a Keeneland September yearling of 2019, selling for $185,000. And at the two-year-old in training self, 2020 at OBS, was a $385,000 RNA. And running third was You Better Believe It. This two-year-old colt is by Kodiak out of the Mujadil mare Lady Lashandra. Bred in Ireland by Ringford Stud. Owned by Martin Webb Racing. Trained by Nigel Tinkler and ridden by Rowan Scott. You better believe it has six career starts now. Been in the money four of those six tries with three first-place finishes and one-third. Earnings of just over $152,000. You better believe it was a Golf's November Foal of 2018, selling for $39,000. And at the Tattersell's October yearling sale of 2019 was a $64,000 purchase. Next championship race of Breeders' Cup Day on Friday, November the 6th, was the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, presented by Coolmore America. Going one mile on the turf for two-year-olds, Colts, and fillies, with a purse of $1 million. Last one moves into line at the post. They're off in the Breeders' Cup. Juvenile turf. There goes Outador. Outador right out for the lead. Fire at will is there toward the inside. Then Cadillac and New Mandate, who's down toward the inside, but Outador will have the early lead. Gretzky the Great going to move up on the outside to challenge Fire at will for that second position. New Mandate is fourth in behind that pair. Abiko is fifth toward the outside. Public Sector six back toward the rail. Mutazabek three wide. In seventh outside of Cadillac and eighth. Barda is ninth. Battleground is wide off the turn. In tenth, Seal Away is eleventh. Devil Walla twelfth. Go Athletico thirteenth. The Learjet 
Bridget is 14th and last, 23.64 seconds the time for the opening quarter. Outador, the leader, midpoint of the backstretch, and Outador leads at three quarters of a length. Gretzky the Great, second by just a length as they head for the far turn. Fire at Will is third. Abiko is in fourth. New mandate between horses fifth. Public sector looks for room to the inside sixth. Mutazabek going to be four wide onto the far turn. From seventh, Cadillac is in eighth. Battleground trying to work through some traffic in ninth. Go Atletico is tenth. They're midway on the final turn. And back up front, Outador continues to lead. Gretzky the Great. Outador leads at a length and a half. Gretzky the Great second. Abiko third to the outside. Fire at Will is in fourth. Cadillac is fifth. Mutazabek and Seal away. Still far back, nearly ten from the front. Outador two length lead. Fire at Will moves up on the outside. Gretzky the Great is in third. Cadillac fourth. Battleground is fifth on the outside. Fire at Will puts ahead in front from Outador in second. Battleground then Cadillac to the inside. Fire at Will to the front and drawing clear for Ricardo Santana Jr. in the juvenile turf. Fire at Will with the victory in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Congratulations to the connections here. Mike Maker, Ricardo Santana Jr. Caton, he's had a tactical trip just off the early pace, and we have a 30-1 to 1 winner. He's very professional. He really broke sharply and then rated just as Ricardo Santana Jr. asked him, doling out his position, his speed uh, there, and just shakes the reins at him uh, to take aim on out a door who had uh, gamely sat the trip just kind of ideally on the front end with things his own way. Gets a little tired here as you see fire at will, just striding out beautifully to cross the finish line in front for Kirk Wyckoff and the Three Diamonds Farm. Close in behind, it looks like Battleground did rally on for second today, 7-2, to two, I believe, at post time on the nine in here. Simon, in terms of a lot of the European horses, a few of them having trouble settling early on off that pace. Battleground the only one to be heard from late. Yeah, he rallied late. The horse that you and I like, New Mandate, was very aggressive early in between horses. Didn't get much cover, was kind of three wide, short daylight, and offered nothing through the stretch run, was eased up out of it. But uh, the only horse really finishing fire at will, Mike Maker, kind of bringing this horse in under the radar. Nobody really talked about him all week long, goes off at a big price. And Mike Maker, the turf plus Keeneland, that's a, a triumvirate that we're used to talking about every spring and every fall at the meet. He seems to dominate these types of races. And Fire Will dominated the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf here this afternoon. And Mike Maker was so much momentum just off the fall meet. And you're seeing that continue on with his horses here. Big celebration across the wire as well from Ricardo Santana Jr. Pointing to the crowd, pleased with his performance. Fire at will. This two-year-old colt is by declaration of war out of the Kitten's Joy Mare Flirt. Bred in Kentucky by Troy Rankin. Owned by Three Diamonds Farm. Trained by Mike Maker and ridden by Ricardo Santana Jr. Fire at will has four career starts. Been in the money three times with three first-place finishes. Earnings of just over $650,000. Fire at Will was a Keeneland September yearling of 2019, where he was a $97,000 purchase. And running second in that photo finish was Battleground. This two-year-old colt is by Warfront, out of the Galileo mare found. Bred in Kentucky by Orpendale, Chelson, and Wynant. Owned by Derek Smith, Mrs. John Magnier, and Michael Tabor. Trained by Aidan O'Brien and ridden by Ryan Moore. Battleground has four career starts. Been in the money three out of four times with two first place finishes and one second. 
earnings of just over $236,000. And running third was Outdoor. That photo finished between second and third. Outdoor is a two-year-old cult by Outwork, out of the tactical cat mare Adore You, bred in Kentucky by Deanne Byer and Greg Byer, owned by Breeze Easy LLC, trained by Wesley Ward, and ridden by Jose Ortiz. Outdoor has three career starts, been in the money all three times with two first-place finishes and one-third, earnings of just over $424,000. Outdoor was a Keeneland November weanling of 2018, where he was purchased for $140,000, and at the 2019 Keeneland September yearling sale was a $290,000 purchase. Up on Friday, November the 6th, at Keeneland was the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, going a mile and a 16th on the dirt for two-year-old Phillies with a purse of $2 million. Last one moves into line, first wire at the post. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. V. Quist and Day out of the office. These two come to the front in the opening strides. Princess Noor is there up toward the outside, then Simply Ravishing is next, followed by Thoughtfully Between Horses, Girl Daddy on the outside, and Crazy Beautiful at the back as the field moves into the first turn. Day out of the office, the leader. Day out of the office, clear with the lead, gets over toward the inside, leads at a length. Princess Noor, second ahead, just to the outside of V. Quist, who's third by a length. Girl Daddy, fourth and neck to the outside of Simply Ravishing, who's fifth in Between Horses. Crazy Beautiful is in sixth and thoughtfully has shuffled out to last. 23.3 seconds, the time for that opening quarter. Day out of the office, the leader up the backstretch at Keeneland at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. On top by a length, Princess Noor, second on the outside by a half length. Vequist is third, three quarters of a length. Girl Daddy, fourth up on the outside. Simply Ravishing, fifth in between horses. Just over three lengths from the front. Crazy Beautiful, thoughtfully at the back. 47.12 seconds, the time for the opening quarter. Day out of the office, the leader by a length onto the far turn. Princess Noor is second, and then Girl Daddy, who moves into contention, a closer third now up on the outside, third by half length. Vequist and fourth, they're at the quarter pole, simply ravishing his fifth, and she is still running some six lengths from the front to the top of the short stretch. Day out of the office, opening up on a three-length lead as they turn for home. Vequist up the inside, Princess Noor is still there on the outside, Girl Daddy still far back with simply ravishing Vequist is coming up the rail. Here's VQuest up the inside. Now to challenge day out of the office. And VQuest just keeps on running. VQuest, Joel Rosario to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Rolling the dice along the pine. Joel Rosario and VQuist upset the field in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Turning for home, Simon, it looked like day out of the office was absolutely on cruise control. Princess Nora came to her. She turned her way but could not respond to VQuist. Yeah, no excuses for the two major players in here. Day out of the office had everything her own way. Princess Nora loomed a threat turning for home. 
there at the office disposed of her and in deep stretch we're looking for a horse from off the pace here comes vquist perfectly timed right by Joe rosario up the rail here and wins going away for gary barber and robert reed butch reed this is a big win for him joe rosario daughter of nyquist nyquist who won the breeders cup juvenile back in 2050 here now sires the winner of the 2020 breeders cup juvenile Phillies. butch reed applies his trade in pennsylvania longtime horseman quality horseman and now on the biggest stage he delivers with vquist here the beaten favorite last time out in the frisette today out of the office that race proved to be a key race here today as those two horses absolutely out of the frisette dominated the action here in the breeders cup juvenile Phillies. and then there are the silks of own Gary Barber. He is in line for a huge weekend here at the Breeders' Cup with horses in just about every division. And this is going to be a satisfying win for him and his partners. Vquist taking the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And look at the final time. A mile and a 16th, Caton, and 1.42 and 1. And Vquist um, really showing something there with her ability to maintain that position on the inside and then get faster at each stage of the game. It's not easy to come from off the pace uh, when the pace is soft in the early stages, but Joel Rosario was riding with great confidence to establish that position to save all the ground and to allow Vquist to be able to have that uh, run at the end. It was just a very impressive performance. Uh, the three day out of the office holding on just barely over Girl Daddy, who ran in spots and came from off the pace at the middle part of the racetrack. You wonder if there is anything to the ground loss there or if it's simply a matter of Vquist just being the best on the day. Vquist, two year old filly, is by Nyquist out of the mineshaft mare Vero Amore. Bred in Kentucky by Swillican Stables, owned by Gary Barber, Wachtel Stable, and Swillican Stables, LLC. Trained by Robert Reed Jr., ridden by Joel Rosario. Vequist has four career starts, been in the money all four times. Two first, two seconds. This win in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies puts her earnings at just over $1.2 million. Vequist was a Keeneland September yearling of 2019 where she RNA'd or did not meet the reserve price at $120,000. Smart choice by the connections there to hold on to this filly. Congratulations. And running second was Day Out of the Office. This two-year-old filly is by Into Mischief. Out of the Indian Charlie Mare, Gotta Have a Dream. Bred in Kentucky by Sienna Farms, LLC. Owned by Blazing Meadows Farm and Sienna Farm, LLC. Trained by Timothy Ham and ridden by Junior Alvarado. Day out of the office has four career starts, been in the money all four times, with three first place finishes and one second. Earnings now of just over $556,000. At running third was Girl Daddy. This two year old filly is by Uncle Mo out of the unbridled song mare, Carol Marie. Bred in Kentucky by China Horse Club International Limited, owned by Alba Family Stables LLC, trained by Del Romans, and ridden by Joe Talamo. Girl Daddy has three career starts, been in the money all three times with two first and one third, earnings of just over $321,000. Girl Daddy was a Keeneland September yearling of 2019, where she was purchased for $500,000. <laughs> Next up on Friday, November the 6th, 
At Caneland was the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Going one mile on the turf for two-year-old fillies with a purse of $1 million. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf, and there goes Aunt Pearl. Aunt Pearl, wasting no time, goes right out for the early lead, but company in the form of Campanelli. Royal Approval comes away in third. Spanish Love Affair fourth up on the outside as they enter the first turn. Union Gables a wide fifth. And then Miss Amulet, who hugs the rail, saves ground in sixth, all to seventh. In between horses, Blum Ali is eighth. Editor at large to her outside is in ninth. Mizuna is tenth. Madone, eleventh on her outside. Then a gap of three back to Mother Earth in twelfth. Invincible Gal, thirteenth. Udnadada is fourteenth and last. It was 22.55 seconds for the opening quarter. Ant Pearl is the leader. Ant Pearl has opened up by three and a half lengths. Midpoint of the backstretch. Campanelli has backed away into second by a length and a half. And then Spanish Love Affair who's third three quarters of a length. And then Royal Approval fourth to the inside after an opening half mile in 47.3 seconds. They enter the far turn, Ant Pearl the leader by three lengths. Campanelli second a length, Spanish Love Affair third, Royal Approval in fourth, editor at large, swings wide around the turn, in fifth, still seven lengths off the lead. Union Gables, then Madone, Miss Ambulet down toward the inside, still has nine lengths to make up, a quarter mile to go, and Ant Pearl the leader, Ant Pearl with a five-length advantage back to Campanelli. Spanish Love Affair is third on the outside, editor at large, dives toward the rail in fourth, Ant Pearl, final furlong. Leads it by five. Editor at large up the inside second. Campanelli is in third. And then a late charge from Miss Amulet and Mother Pearl well behind Ant Pearl who wins it. Ant Pearl by five. Mother Earth rallied up for second around the outside of Miss Amulet in one minute 35.71 seconds. Aunt Pearl, two-year-old Philly by Lope de Vega, Ford trainer Brad Cox, Laurent Giroux in the irons, takes them wire to wire, gets comfortable on the front end, Matt, and she never looks back. Really smart front end ride from Laurent Giroux. So you need the lead with Aunt Pearl. So I'm going to work a little bit to make sure I get the lead. And so you go 22-2 and two for the opening quarter, and you win the race the second quarter. Those fractions are legit. 25 and one second quarter, race over. Race over. Get the lead, gain control, slow things down, have plenty left late. Game plan to perfection for Aunt Pearl, Florent Drew, Brad Cox. Campanelli broke well, was up there with her in the early stages, but we heard the intent to rate her, take her off a little bit. She backed down, and that left Aunt Pearl just by herself. Yeah, I, you know, I think in hindsight, it's real easy for all of us, right? Uh, you know, maybe you go after Aunt Pearl. You, you know, she, you know, she had to work to get that easy lead, but then you don't let her just kind of relax in that second quarter. And once she was able to do that, a filly with these kind of gifts, and you mentioned she had to grow up mentally today. I think she, she showed that, the, the physical skills, now the mental skills on par with one another. She absolutely did. So professional this afternoon as a couple of the Euros check in second and third. It was very close behind. It looks like the eight Mother Earth got up over Miss Amulet, both of whom ran solid races in here. Yeah, Mother Earth was flying yeah. at the end of the race, right? So Mother Earth, big performance, getting better. She ran a solid third at 18-1 to at Newmarket last month. Uh, she, she gets away from pretty gorgeous. and uh, I mean, she runs an Aunt Pearl, but she runs very well in defeat. 
Another filly by Lope de Vega, of course, the sire of newspaper of record who won this race a couple of years ago. Cheers to the breeders, Akiri Descharm and Bally Lynch Stud. Congratulations to you, of course, trainer Brad Cox, Mike Dubmatic at Stables and the Elkstone Group and, and others as this barn, Matt, we've become very accustomed to seeing Brad Cox in the winner's circle on Breeders' Cup weekend. Simon, thoughts on this performance here? Yeah, I thought it was a very impressive performance. I agree with Matt's uh, comments. I was looking at the screen and the fractions, and Florent Giroux did a masterful job. He was committed. He was part committed at the start of this race to get the lead. And once you've made that decision, you're all in at that point. You just hope nobody chases you, and they didn't. And the ability to slow this horse down to 25 the second quarter was absolutely the key point in this race. That was the difference maker. I think if a couple of horses had challenged um, Pearl, it might have been a different story or a smaller winning margin. But that ability to, to just relax, take a second breath and regroup in the middle portion of the race uh, gives these horses on the grass the ability to finish so strong she kicked away from the rest of the field. Visually very impressive performance, great ride by Florence Giroux. Wow, what a performance by Ant Pearl. This two-year-old filly is by Lope de Vega out of the Hurricane Run mare Maturai Pearl. Bred in Ireland by Akiri Deshorme and Ballylynch Stud. Owned by Michael Dubb, Matacat Stables, Peter Dutch, Michael Kisber, the Elkstone Group, and Bethlehem Stables. Trained by Brad Cox and ridden by Florence Giroux. Aunt Pearl has three career starts now. Perfect in all three. Three first place finishes. Earnings of just over $652,000. Aunt Pearl was a 2019 Tattersales October yearling, selling for $358,000. And running second was Mother Earth. This two-year-old filly is by Zoffany out of the Green Desert Mare Many Colors. Bred in Ireland by Grenane House Stud, owned by Derek Smith, Mrs. John Magnier, and Michael Tabor. Trained by Aidan O'Brien and ridden by Ryan Moore. Mother Earth has eight career starts, been in the money seven of eight tries with one first place finish, two seconds, four thirds, earnings of just over $297,000. Mother Earth was a 2019 Goff's Orby yearling, selling for $163,000. And running third was Miss Amulet. This two-year-old filly is by Sir Prancelot, out of the Oasis Dream mare Sheena's Dream. Bred in Ireland by Ringford Stud, owned by Doreen Tabor, trained by Ken Condon, and ridden by Julian Laparu. Miss Amulet has eight career starts and has been in the money six of eight tries with three first place finishes, two seconds, one third, earnings of just over $260,000. Miss Amulet was a 2018 Golf's November Weanling, where she sold for just $1,000. And at the Tattersales Ireland Ascot Yearling Sale of 2019 was a $9,000 purchase. That's a really nice return on your investment. Congratulations to the connections. And we cap off the Friday Breeders' Cup action with the Grade 1 TVG Breeders' Cup Juvenile, presented by Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. Going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt for two-year-olds, Colts and Phillies, with a purse of $2 million. Last one moves into line, the TVG Breeders' Cup Juvenile presented by Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. First wire at the post. 
in the juvenile. There goes Jackie's Warrior out for the lead. There's Dreamer's Disease out showing early speed. And Classier is up close in between that pair. Dreamer's Disease striding forward for the lead as they move into the first turn. Past Jackie's Warrior. There goes Classier taking second. Jackie's Warrior shuffled to third. Likeable now moves up. Takes over that third spot. Boosts Jackie's Warrior back into fourth as they move around the turn. Next is in fifth. And a break of nearly five more lengths as they hit the back stretch to Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie moves up on the outside into the sixth position. Position around King Fury 7th. Essential quality back in 8th. Reinvestment risk is ninth. Calibrate is in 10th position. And then Camp Hope, who's 11th to the inside. Rumbauer 12th. The margin of 8 more lengths. Sitting on go is far, far back. Next to last. And keep me in mind is the trailer. It was 22.58 at the quarter. 45.31 seconds for the opening half mile. Dreamer's Disease, the leader, three-quarters of a length into the far turn. Likeable is second. Here's Jackie's Warrior moving up third on the outside, around Classier and fourth. Jackie's Warrior now taking second, a length and a half off the lead. Further back, Hot Rod Charlie picks up several positions. So does Essential Quality, moving up three and five lengths, respectively, at the quarter pole within Dreamer's Disease and Jackie's Warrior as they turn into the short stretch, and Hot Rod Charlie keeps moving up on the outside. Hot Rod Charlie moves up to challenge Jackie's Warrior as the field moves off the turn. Essential quality is still third and still moving at the leaders from the outside. Final furlong of the juvenile. Essential quality coming forward for the lead. Late run from Keep Me in Mind. Hot Rod Charlie to the inside. Essential quality and Luis Saez have won the TVG Breeders' Cup Juvenile. One minute, 42.09 seconds. What a performance here from Essential Quality. Brad Cox has had himself a day here on Future Stars Friday. Caden, let's go to the replay. Just a perfect trip for Essential Quality. Sat off the pace, but the pace was stiff early on, and you have to spot those blue silks uh, making the move. Now he's going to have to go the Highland route, uh, circling the pace setters, but the pace was pretty torrid, and none of the horses on the front end were able to ever really settle into a very comfortable rhythm uh, with challenges uh, from many different positions. But there you see essential quality just kicking it into gear. He strikes you as the type that's going to get even better as the distances get longer, and certainly handled uh, all the challenges in involved to get the victory under Luis Saez, who I believe is celebrating his first Breeders' Cup victory. Simon, this was a very classy performance from Essential Quality. Just did everything right. There was the setup for him, but Luis Saez rode this race perfectly. Yeah, we were talking about track, the way the track was playing and the way the race was going to shape up. And I thought before, and as I mentioned, I thought he was going to show the ability to rate. He got the lead last time just by because he was better than those other horses. And we've seen the two two-term races, the juvenile fillies and this race, the ability to come from off the pace. So this track is playing fair. I think the sprint races, obviously the quickest horses went to the front and won eas uh, easily earlier. But I think the ability to come from off the pace has uh, shown that this track is playing fair and a great performance here. A horse that, uh, you know, made a real name for himself this afternoon and is a horse to look forward to with that pedigree, Mike. There's no doubt he's going to get better in the transition from two to three. Essential quality. This two-year-old colt is by Tappet, out of the elusive quality mare, delightful quality. Bred in Kentucky by Godolphin, owned by the same, trained by Brad Cox, ridden by Luis Saez. Essential quality is three for three. Three starts and three first-place finishes, and two of those are grade one victories. 
Wow, that is impressive. This colt won a grade one race here at Keeneland on October the 3rd, the uh, Claiborne Breeders Futurity. And then now again at Keeneland on November the 6th, the Breeders' Cup with Juvenile. His earnings now are just over $1.3 million. And running second was Hot Rod Charlie. This two-year-old colt is by Oxbow out of the Indian Charlie Mare, Indian Miss. Bred in Kentucky by Edward A. Cox, Jr., Owned by Roadrunner Racing, Boat Racing, LLC, and Strauss Brothers Racing. Trained by Doug O'Neill and ridden by Tyler Gaffleone. Hot Rod Charlie has five career starts now. Been in the money three times with one first place, one second, and one third. Earnings of just over $383,000. And at the February 2019 Phasic Tipton Winter Mix Sale, Hot Rod Charlie sold for 17000 and at the fall Phasic Tipton 2019 yearling sale, sold for $110,000. Nice pinhook. And running third was Keep Me In Mind. This two-year-old colt is by Laoban out of the Victory Gallop Mare Inclination. Bred in Kentucky by Southern Equine Stables, LLC. Owned by Cypress Creek, LLC and Arnold Benowith. Trained by Robertino Diodoro and ridden by David Cohen. In three career starts, Keep Me In Mind has been in the money all three times with two seconds and one-third, earnings of just over $280,000. And we kick off Breeders' Cup Saturday at Keeneland on November the 7th with the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Going seven furlongs on the dirt for three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares with a purse of $1 million. Last one moves into line. They are at the post. And they're off in the Breeders' Cup filly and mare sprint. Serengeti Empress and Gamine. These two have early speed as expected. Right to the front, side by side, as they join up onto the backstretch on the main track now. And it is Serengeti Empress from the outside who has the lead by just over a length. Opens up by a length and a half by two. Gamine backs away second. Speech third. Venetian Harbor is in fourth. Gap of three more lengths come dancing is in fifth. Six more back of her to Sconson, who's in the sixth position. Bell's the one seventh. Sally's Curlin, eighth and last. 21.77 seconds. The time for the opening quarter. Serengeti Empress leads it three quarters of a length onto the far turn and Gamine goes second by a length then Speech who's third by just ahead down to the inside of Venetian Harbor that one now moves up takes third by a neck come dancing is fifth still six lengths off the lead Serengeti Empress in front three quarters of a length Gamine second by two Speech is third to the inside Venetian Harbor backs up to fourth come dancing is in fifth Bell's the one still has a lot of work to do ten lengths off the lead Serengeti Empress chased by Gamine and here is Gamine striding for Forward on the outside of Serengeti Empress. Sconson goes third down toward the rail and is still five from the front. Gamine in the final furlong. Now at the 16th pole. Gamine, John Velasquez rolling on home to win the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. All Gamine. Be a multiple horse photo for second, third, and fourth. The final time, one minute, 20.2 seconds. Track record. 
smashing records today in a runaway freight train indeed. Gamine, untouchable in the Philly and Mare Sprint. She was good away from the gate, and Serengeti Empress, as we talked about, was just a touch quicker. But Johnny didn't panic. He kept her in the race, and then once he got her to the outside of Serengeti Empress, that was the biggest difference maker. He didn't get himself trapped down to the inside when you had other fast horses coming to the outside of her. It was a brilliant ride from one of the greatest jockeys of all time, and this is what we talked about. She just continues to pick up that momentum and sprints away from this group. This is a fantastic filly. Job well done to Bob Baffert, Michael Lund-Peterson, the daughter of Into Mischief. She has crowned herself as the top female sprinter in 2020 following this performance. And Gamine cruises home in the Breeders' Cup filly and mare sprint. This three-year-old filly is by Into Mischief, out of the calf mare Peggy Jane, bred in Kentucky by Grace Thoroughbred Holdings, LLC, owned by Michael Lund-Peterson, trained by Bob Baffert, and ridden by John Velasquez. Gamine has six career starts now, been in the money five of six times, with four first-place finishes and one-third, earnings of just over a million dollars. Gamine was a Keeneland September yearling of 2018, where she sold for $220,000. And as a two-year-old in training at the Phasic Tipton Mid-Atlantic sale of 2019, was a $1.8 million purchase. Wow, that's incredible pinhook. Congratulations to the connections there. And holding on for second was the brilliant filly Serengeti Empress. This four-year-old filly is by Alternation, out of the Bernardini Mare Havisham. Bred in Kentucky by Triequus Bloodstock, LLC. Owned by Joel Politi. Trained by Tom Amos and ridden by Luis Saez. Serengeti Empress has 19 career starts now. Been on the money 13 of 19 tries with seven first-place finishes. Five seconds, one-third. Earnings now of just over $2.1 million. Serengeti Empress was a Keeneland November weanling of 2016, where she sold for just $25,000, and as a yearling at the Keeneland sale of 2017, she was a $70,000 purchase. Nice return on your investment. Congratulations to the connections. And running third was Bells the One. This four-year-old filly is by Majestic Perfection, out of the Street Crime Air Street Mate. Bred in Kentucky by Brett Jones, owned by Lothenbach Stables Incorporated, trained by Neil Pesson, and ridden by Corey Lannery. Bells the One has 15 career starts now, been on the money 11 of 15 tries with seven first place finishes, two seconds, two thirds, earnings of just over $880,000. Bells the One was a Phasig Tipton 2017 select yearling, selling for $155,000. Next up on Breeders' Cup Saturday at Keeneland on November the 7th was the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, going five and a half furlongs on the turf for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $1 million. Last one goes in. They're at the post. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. 
There's Bombard in between horses into Mystic. Now a step quicker. Leinster moves up in the opening strides. Wildman Jack on the outside. Into Mystic to the lead down toward the inside. Wildman Jack second. Texas Wedge third. Leinster against the rail. His fourth. Bombard fifth. Got Stormy. Is in sixth. Just might seventh. Imprimus eighth down toward the inside. Extravagant Kid a wide ninth. Glass Slippers tenth. Front run the Fed eleventh. Oleksandra twelfth up on the outside. Big runner thirteenth. And wet your whistle. Last of the fourteen into the far turn. Into Mystic. Leading Wildman Jack. Texas Wedge stacks up to the far outside in third. A length and a half separate the top three. They've opened up by four lengths. Back to Leinster, who is fourth down toward the inside. Got Stormy fifth on the outside. Off the far turn. Wildman Jack ahead in front. Texas Wedge on the outside. Into Mystic is there. Down toward the inside. Glass Slippers is running late toward the rail in fourth and looking for running room. Leinster then got Stormy. Glass Slippers is coming through. Got Stormy on the outside. Late run from Extravagant Kid. Glass Slippers and Leinster. One, two. Down to the line. Glass Slippers in front. Late charge for Wet Your Whistle. It is Glass Slippers, Glass Slippers to win the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint for Tom Eaves with a brilliant ride. Cinderella has arrived for Europe. Glass Slippers getting Europe a win here in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. And it was, as called by Kurt Becker, Simon, a phenomenal ride by Tom Eaves. Yeah, congratulations. I thought the Europeans were up against it in here, but this is a phenomenal performance here. Great ride by Tom Eaves. There's all kinds of traffic in behind. I think Imprimus gets steadied hard here mid-stretch. have to watch it late, but Tom Eaves, he just comes off the rail there, and he gets the split, the perfect split. That's what we're talking about. You can see here, right in behind, I think it's Imprimus that has to steady out of there, and horse is getting checked out, but he got that split down on the inside, and uh, glass slipper here absolutely devastating late kick here gets the job done nice late rush from wet your whistle as well under jose ortiz to finish second yeah wet your whistle walked out of the starting gate made up a lot of ground late at 26 to 1. Caton, why run two from europe when one will do Boy, um, that versatility that uh, the trainer spoke of, Kevin Ryan spoke of early on, um, really served glass slippers well as far as this performance was concerned. Um, she was able to sit back and not only find the racing room that she needed, but adjust to a very fast half mile. The internal fractions of this race, particularly that middle point, were sizzling. So her ability to kind of settle back off there and then find the room she needed really made the difference. The five and a half furlongs completed in 101.53. A great time, a courageous performance. This is one of the highlights early in the day here. This win by Glass Slippers. Four-year-old filly by Dream Ahead out of the Mind Games mare Night Gypsy. Bred in Great Britain by Bearstone Stud, owned by the same, trained by Kevin Ryan, and ridden by Tom Eaves. Glass Slippers has 17 career starts, spending the money 11 of 17 tries, with seven first place finishes, three seconds, one third. Earnings now of just over $1.1 million. Second was Wet Your Whistle. This five year old gelding is by Stroll, out of the Belong to Me mare. Winlock's Glory Days, bred in Kentucky by E.H. Lane III, owned by David Palmer and Richard Palmer, trained by Michael Trombetta, and ridden by Jose Ortiz. Wet Your Whistle has 17 career starts, been on the money 9 of 17 tries with 7 first place finishes, 1 second, 1 third, earnings of just over $590,000. 
Wet Your Whistle was a Keeneland September yearling of 2016, selling for $17,000. It's a really nice return on your investment. Congratulations. And running third was Leanster. This five-year-old colt is by Majestic Warrior out of the Royal Academy Mayor Vassar. Bred in Kentucky by Griffin Investments, LLC. Owned by Amy Dunn, Brenda Miley, West Rock Stables, and Gene Wilkinson. Trained by George Arnold and ridden by Luis Saez. Leanster has 23 career starts. Been in the money 16 of 23 tries with five first-place finishes, six seconds, five times third. Earnings of just over $704,000. Leanster was a 2016 Phasic Tipton July yearling, selling for $85,000. And as a two-year-old in training of 2017 at the Phasic Tipton Mid-Atlantic sale, was a $75,000 RNA, or did not meet the reserve price. up at Keeneland on Breeders' Cup Saturday, November the 7th, was the Grade 1 Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $1 million. Last one moves into the line. First wire at the post. They're off in the Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. There goes Nick's go out for the lead. Sharp Samurai and Art Collector there to the inside. And there goes Complexity from the outside. Complexity moves up to the outside of Nick's go. Nick's go gets to the rail, though, has the lead by a length. Midway on the first turn. Complexity goes second, a length and a half. Art Collector, third by a head. Pirate's Punch is in fourth around the first turn. Mr. Freeze, outward from the rail, in fifth by a head. Sharp Samurai is sixth. Jesus's team is in seventh. Rushy is eighth. Mr. Money... Ninth on the outside, War of Will, 10th up the backstretch, Silver Dust, 11th, and Owendale, last of the 12. Opening quarter went in 21.98 seconds. Nick's go against the rail, leads it only in that complexity. Second on the outside. Then a gap of three and a half lengths back to Art Collector, in third by three quarters of a length. And there goes Sharp Samurai to his inside, now taking fourth. Pirates Punch in fifth. Then Mr. Freeze, Jesus's team, War of Will, still 10 lengths off the lead. Opening half mile went in 44. Point four. Midway on the far turn, Nick's go as the leader three-quarters of a length. Complexity goes second by two. Sharp Samurai tries to move into contention, but still third. Gap of three, Mr. Freeze is between horses in fourth. They're past the quarter pole to the top of the short stretch. Nick's go leading Complexity by a length and a half. Mr. Freeze trying to pick up more spots, has to swing to the outside, though. Sharp Samurai into the final furlong, and then Jesus's team. Nick's go with the lead. Nick's go by four. Jesus's team runs late down toward the inside of Complexity and then Sharp Samurai on the outside, but it's Nick's go, Nick's go, front-running victory for Joel Rosario and Nick's go in the big-ass fans' Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, 1 minute 33.85 seconds track record. It was virtually a track record at every point of call. Nick's go with a sensational performance in the big-ass fans' Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Caden, what did we just witness? Nick's go is fast. He goes from the start, and Joel Rosario was able to capitalize on that. Uh, but make no mistake, he sizzled through fractions early on and then kept on going. But by the top of the stretch, the race was over. Everyone chasing throughout. Um, I thought perhaps midpoint of the race, you might see some signs of him giving in. But um, no, Nick's go just went all the way, every step of the way through a track record performance and a Breeders' Cup victory. 
Simon, the mark of a great horse is they make good horses look cheap, and he just ran them off their feet today. He certainly did. I mean, obviously, the track is very fast. We're breaking track records here left, right, and center, so that has to be put into context. But visually, watching Nick's car, what a different animal he is now in the barn of Brad Cox, and the tremendous weekend for him is just continuing, and he's still got some real big chances left, of course, in the distaff with Monomoy Girl. But Nick's go, just a new animal here at the age of four, undefeated in three starts, has found a new running style. Go to the front, just keep on going. No one can go with him. I tell you what, I thought Sharp Samurai ran a good race in defeat, Mike. A little unlucky in the early stages, got checked hard coming out of that first turn, lost a little bit of ground. Would never have beat the winner, but might have been a little closer. Well, they didn't change a whole lot of positions. They were one, two around the racetrack, and they made a nice fight of things early, but it just never looked like Nick's go was, was breathing hard as fast as he went. We saw Jesus' team get the second-place money at uh, the 11 horse, so 5 11 2 10 and 12 and i know that those underneath horses will make a big difference in the bcbc but this was as formful of an outcome as we could have expected here Caden. nick's go we knew going in he was special i guess the only question really was could he keep that tear going and boy did he ever you know part of the key to victory is that his high cruising speed and his ability to get into the race right off the bat and the question was could he do it against this level of competition would someone be able to um, hang with him i will say complexity was able to uh, get a away pretty nicely but he did have to work from that outside post position so positioning helping contribute just a little bit but to go that fast at this level of competition and keep on going after such a performance last time out is really significant and certainly a significant accomplishment for the brad cox barn with now their third breeders cup victory this weekend Simon, you mentioned the track being fast. Earlier in the day when we saw Nashville set the track record, that was at 10.15 in the morning. And this track does tend to be a little bit tighter in the morning. But the day, it seems like it hasn't gotten any slower as it has gone on. And usually we see the track start to get a little more normal as we get later in the afternoon. But Nick's go just set another track record here at a mile. Yeah, I mean, look, I think, you know, we've got better horses as the day goes on. These are the elite horses in our game. But I think, you know, it, it's not too hot. I mean, the weather is good there. And, you know, they've got a lot of activity of it. There's plenty of races coming up, more races left. So I think the track is going to get uh, maybe even a little faster or stay, at least stay the same as the day goes on here. And uh, that's what you have to put into context. You know, we're all jumping up and down. I understand Nashville was very impressive in race number one, but I had a feeling sometimes on these big days we see these fast tracks and that, that as the day's gone on, that, that's prevailed. But some very visually very impressive performances, and this was one of them. What a performance from Nick's go. This four-year-old colt is by Painter, out of the outflanker mare Cosmo's Buddy, bred in Maryland by Angie Moore, owned by Korea Racing Authority, trained by Brad Cox, and ridden by Joel Rosario. Nick's go has 17 career starts now, been in money nine of 17 tries with five first-place finishes, three seconds, one-third, earnings of just over $1.3 million. Nick Sko was a Keeneland November weanling of 2016, where he was purchased for $40,000, and as a yearling of 2017 at the Keeneland sale was an $87,000 purchase. And running second was Jesus' team. This three-year-old colt is by Tapature, out of the suave mare Golden Memories, bred in Kentucky by Pamela Garten and owned by Grupo 7C Racing Stable, trained by Jose D'Angelo and ridden by Luis Saez. 
In 12 career starts, Jesus' team has been in the money nine times with two first-place finishes, four seconds, three-thirds, earnings of just over $410,000. Jesus' team was a $30,000 purchase at the 2018 Keeneland September yearling sale. And running third was Sharp Samurai, one of my favorite horses. This six-year-old gelding is by First Samurai, out of the street cry mare, Secret Wish, bred in Kentucky by Cudney Stables, owned by Red Baron's Barn, LLC, Rancho Temescal, LLC, and Mark Glatt, trained by Mark Glatt and ridden by Arad Ortiz, Jr. Sharp Samurai has 23 career starts. He's been in the money 17 of 23 tries with eight first-place finishes, six seconds, three times third, earnings of just over $1.1 million. Sharp Samurai was a Keeneland September yearling of 2015, where he was an $85,000 purchase. Next up on Breeders' Cup Saturday at Keeneland on November the 7th was the Grade 1 Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Going a mile and three sixteenths for three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares with a purse of $2 million. Last one moves into line. They're at the post. They're off. The Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf Starship Jubilee unseated the rider coming out of the gate. Starship Jubilee has unseated the rider. Mean Mary out for the lead. Here's Rushing Fall moving into second. Peaceful is away, running in third toward the inside. Mucho Unusual comes out fourth. Terra Bellum is in fifth. There's Cayenne Pepper moving up a couple of spots from sixth. And Harvey's Little Goyle is seventh. Odaria is in eighth. Civil Union is in ninth as they head for the turn. Lady Prancelot is tenth. Sister Charlie is eleventh. My sister Nat is in twelfth right behind her into the turn. And Nay, Lady Nay, is at the back of the pack. Back up front, it is Cayenne Pepper who's gotten the lead and gets over to the rail. And leads it by a length. Mean Mary, second, three quarters of a length. Rushing fall, third, a half length, peaceful. Fourth to her inside. Terra Bellum is in fifth. Then Mucho Unusual to the outside. Odaria and Harvey's Little Goyle. Opening quarter went in 23.5. The first half mile in 47.44 seconds. Cayenne Pepper, the leader. Cayenne Pepper leads it by a half length. Mean Mary, second between horses, three quarters of a length. Rushing fall, center of the course is third, a half length, peaceful. Then Odaria, who's looking for some running room toward the inside, moves up into fifth. Terabellum is sixth. Mucho unusual. Wide to the far turn in seventh. Harvey's Little Goyle has lost some ground in eighth. Civil Union is ninth. Lady Prancelot, Sister Charlie, my sister Nat Nay, Lady Nay at the back, and Mean Mary has taken the lead. And Rushing Fall has gone to second. Cayenne Pepper, though, is still there down toward the inside. A quarter mile to go. Mean Mary, Rushing Fall now one-two off the far turn. Odaria has to switch off the rail as third and still three lengths from the front pair, but coming on. Rushing Fall, Mean Mary. Odaria tries to join them. Lady Prancelot and Harvey's Little Goyle running late. Rushing Fall has the lead. Odaria's trying to draw alongside of her. It is Rushing Fall, Mean Mary, Odaria, Harvey's Little Goyle, Lady Prancelot. Here comes Odaria with another try on the outside. Rushing Fall, Odaria just would not quit and gets up to win it for Pierre-Charles Boudot. 1 minute 52.72 seconds, course record. Another course record, our fourth course record of the day, this time on the turf as Odaria, the French-bred filly, just gets up over Rushing Fall. We do have to note that the number one 
uh, Starship Jubilee in here did unseat her rider, Florent Giroux, at the start. She has been picked up by the outrider, and she seems to be just fine. We will give you, of course, any updates as we have them on her rider. But uh, the number 11, Matt Odaria. Here's another look at the stretch. Mean Mary and Rushing Fall, it looked like they were having a little rematch duel up front for a while. Yeah, like the Diana all over again from August 23rd. And, and here comes your, your eventual winner, Adaria, down the center of the turf course. I mentioned in her last start, the Prix de l'Opera Longines at Longchamp, she got run down. This time, she did the running down. She kind of had the grinded out win down the center of the turf course. And that is no easy task, you know, grinding away at Rushing Fall and being able to get a mare who doesn't really know how to lose 11 for 14 lifetime and able to accomplish that. So, huge, huge win. And this is a Philly, who's now won at 12 to 1, 47 to 1, beaten a length at 15 to 1, and another double digit win for her in the Philly and Mare turf. Big run from the runner up as well, the nine Harvey's Lil Goyle for Belmont, as we're going to ride along with the rider Pierre Charles Boudot, who's the winner on Adaria, the jockey cam. I love this, Matt, getting a chance to see what it's like riding a Breeders' Cup winner. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's unbelievably cool, uh, frightening for some, someone like me, but un, that's just great footage. It really is. And, and, and what a moment for the connections. And this is a Philly, you, you think about it. I mean, you, you raced at Longchamp it's a little more than a month ago, and that was a tough race, too. I mean, that was a grueling race. So to be able to run over a heavy course at a mile and a quarter in France and give it your all and come up a little bit short and then ship to the States and five weeks later win a race like this, giving your all once again, but this time being on the right side, amazing. And uh, 17 to 1. I didn't realize the price was that high. She was a big price up there on the board. The first Breeders' Cup runner for this barn, a Breeders' Cup winner, <laughs> and defeating a former Breeders' Cup winner as well in Rushing Fall, who did manage to hold on for second. Another really gutsy effort there. But this is a rider, Pierre Charles Boudot, as well, that I've been really impressed with, Matt, and following along with some of the European racing. You mentioned the time frame, as a lot of the European races, just as we've seen here in the U.S., had to be rescheduled and the timing a lot different as far as the preps leading up to the Breeders' Cup, but it all seemed to work out. Simon, for Adaria, what a big performance today. Huge performance, great win for trainer James Fanshaw, first Breeders' Cup starter uh, many, many moons ago. He used to assist Sir Michael Stout as an assistant, went out on his own a long time ago, had tremendous success, but internationally now gets a first big win here, rushing fall with a good effort. And Harvey's little Goyle, you touched on her finishing a big third as the three-year-old. She might be a filly to look forward to next year. She can make a noise in this race a year from now with that four-year-old year ahead of her. Lady Prance lot completed the Superfecta and Civil Union checked in fifth. Odaria is a four-year-old filly by Wooten Bassett out of the Green Toon Mare Green Bananas. Bred in France by S-A-R-L Haras Decouves. Owned by A.M. Swinburne. Trained by J.R. Fanchon and ridden by Pierre Charles Boudot. Odaria has 13 career starts and has been in the money 10 of 13 tries with five first place finishes Four seconds, one-third, earnings now of over $1.2 million. Odaria was a 2017 Arcana Deauville October yearling, where she was a $147,000 purchase. And running second was Rushing Fall, as five-year-old filly is by more than ready, out of the forestry mare Autumnal. Bred in Kentucky by Fred Hertrick III and John D. Fielding, 
owned by E5 Racing Thoroughbreds, trained by Chad Brown and ridden by Javier Castellano. Rushing Fall has 15 career starts, been on the money 14 of 15 tries, with 11 first-place finishes, three times second. Earnings now of just over $2.8 million. Rushing Fall was a 2016 Phasic Tipton New York yearling, where she was a $320,000 purchase. And shortly after the Breeders' Cup races at the Phasic Tipton Kentucky Fall Mixed Sale of 2020, she was a $5.5 million purchase. Wow. And running third was Harvey's Lil Goyle. This three-year-old filly is by American Pharaoh out of the Tappet Mare Gloria, bred in Kentucky by Harvey Clark, owned by the estate of Harvey Clark and Paul Braverman, trained by Bill Mott and ridden by Junior Alvarado. Harvey's little goal has nine career starts, has been in the money seven of those nine tries, with earnings now of just over $740,000. up at Keeneland on Breeders' Cup Saturday, November the 7th, was the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Sprint. Going six furlongs on the dirt for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $2 million. Last one moves into line at the post. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. There goes Empire of Gold. There goes Echo Town. Jasper Prince has early speed as well. CZ Rocket comes away fourth. Yopon up close in fifth. Frank's Rocket is away running in sixth. Manny Waugh goes seventh. Diamond Oops is eighth on the far outside. Whitmore is in between horses in ninth. Lasting Legacy moves up tenth. Forense Fire is eleventh. Collusion Illusion twelfth to the inside of Bone Raison. And Hog Creek Hustle is wide and last headed to the far turn. 21.64 seconds the time for the opening quarter. Jasper Prince against the rail. Leads it by a length around the far turn. Empire of Gold. Second by three quarters of a length. Yopon is in third. CZ Rocket is in fourth. Diamond Oops and Lasting Legacy move as a team to the center of the track. Echo Town and Manny Wah in some traffic looking toward the inside. Jasper Prince the leader. Here comes Empire of Gold on the outside of that one. Echo Town. An awkward move there. CZ Rocket is moving up on the outside. Here's Whitmore. Here's Whitmore. Here's Whitmore. Here's Whitmore striding forward for the lead in the final furlong of the Breeders' Cup Sprint. What a day in the career of this seven-year-old. Whitmore, Iran Ortiz Jr. have won the Breeders' Cup Sprint in one minute, 8.61 seconds. Say hello to the new boss, same as the old boss. Whitmore, at the age of seven, has taken the Breeders' Cup sprint in his fourth attempt at 18-1. to one. They were throwing it down here early, Matthew. And as we said, at some point, a horse was going to win against this trend, and it was the amazing Whitmore. That's spectacular. That really is. This horse, I mean, for so many years, has been an elite sprinter and a winner race. Like and when it did decisively, too, once he took control, this race is absolutely over. He wins by open lengths. I'm not sure what the final margins, Todd, about four-length win for Whitmore. So a decisive win. He didn't run very well in the Phoenix. Uh, Ron Moquette, for the race, said he didn't like the track that day. He was a little bit far off, and you couldn't close. Yeah, that margin's about three-and-a-half lengths. Whitmore 18 to 1, a price he has not been since he was 19 to 1 in finishing third in this race last year at Santa Anita. 
And Caden, as you were alluding to, Ron Moquette. This has been a special horse to his barn. This has been a special horse to racing. I'm surprised he was 18 to 1. I can't imagine what the folks at Hot Springs, Arkansas think. But this is really a testament to Ron Moquette. Uh, absolutely. The care that the whole barn has taken with this horse, handling him with kid gloves, weighing decisions every step of the way, um, and, and never wavering from not only what's best for the horse, but also from the path to the Breeders' Cup, if the horse told them it was okay to go. Um, also interesting to see that Whitmore really wasn't engaged as far as the pace was concerned until inside the eighth pole. So, I mean, maybe this puts to rest the idea that you have to be on the lead to win. Lots horses earlier in the day ran very fast on a fast track and were able to capitalize on their speed but horses like Whitmore find a way to win any which way a horse that if you follow racing on a daily basis you have come to appreciate and now he gets to show the rest of the world what he's capable of he's been here three times previously and this fourth attempt dismissed at 18 to 1 Whitmore leads the way Whitmore, a seven-year-old gelding by Pleasantly Perfect out of the Scat Daddy Mare Melody Spirit, bred in Kentucky by John Lycus, owned by Robert LaPenta, Ron Moquette, and Head of Plains Partners LLC, trained by Ron Moquette, and ridden by Irad Ortiz Jr. Whitmore has 38 career starts now. He's been in the money 29 of 38 tries with 15 first place finishes, 11 times second, 3 times third. Earnings now of just over $4.2 million. Wow, congratulations to the connections. And running second was CZ Rocket. This six year old gelding is by City Zip out of the successful appeal mayor, Successful Sarah. Bred in Florida by Farm 3 Enterprises, LLC. Owned by Manicat Stables, LLC, Gary Barber and Tom Cagle. Trained by Peter Miller and ridden by Luis Saez. CZ Rocket has 23 career starts now. Has been in the money 13 of 23 tries. Nine times first, twice second, twice third. Earnings now of just over $891,000. CZ Rocket was a 2016 two-year-old in training at the OBS sale of June, where he was an $800,000 purchase. And running third was Forenze Fire. This five-year-old colt is by Poseidon's Warrior, out of the Langfuermere, My Every Wish. Bred in Florida by Mr. Amore Stables, owned by the same, trained by Kelly Breen, and ridden by Jose Lascano. In 30 career starts, Forenze Fire has been in the money 18 times. 12 times first, 3 times second, 3 times third. Earnings of just over $2.2 million. Next up on Breeders' Cup Saturday at Keeneland on November the 7th was the Grade 1 FanDuel Breeders' Cup Mile presented by PDJF, the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Foundation, going one mile on the turf for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $2 million. Last one goes into line at the post. No, 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 no. 
And they're off in the FanDuel Breeders' Cup mile. There goes Halliday. Halliday goes right out for the early lead. Factor this as expected right there at the opening strides as well as they head for the first turn. Cambico going to be up close down toward the inside in third. Casa Creed fourth. Ivar is away running in fifth position. Circus Maximus sixth down toward the inside around the first turn. Safe Voyage seventh in between. Horses one lane off the rail. And then Lope Fernandez who's eighth back toward the inside for a ground saving trip. Reaching Bold Knight. March to the arch is in tenth. Then comes Siskin down toward the inside. Followed by Uni who's next to last and Digital Age is at the back for the move up the back stretch. It is Halliday who is the leader. The opening quarter went in 23.48 seconds. Halliday leads it by just over a length. Factor this second three quarters of a length. Cameco third. Order of Australia is fourth up on the outside within three lengths of the lead now. Circus Maximus fifth down toward the inside. Costa Creed and Ivar. The opening half mile went in 46.97 seconds. It is Halliday the leader by a length to the far turn. Factor this second by two. Cameco third. Order of Australia fourth up on the outside. Four lengths off the lead. Circus Maximus fifth. Ivar is sixth. Casa Creed is now back into the seventh position. March to the Arch is in eighth. Uni is still far back. Center of the course a dozen lengths off the lead. Halliday is the leader. Cambico to the inside. Circus Maximus coming from the outside. And then factor this in fourth. Cambico needs room to the inside of Halliday. Here's Circus Maximus moving up in order of Australia. Order of Australia has taken the lead in deep stretch. Circus Maximus still trying. Order of Australia looking for a huge upset here. Order of Australia gets that upset at 73 to 1 for Pierre Charles Boudot, who's having quite a Breeders' Cup. Order of Australia draws in off the also eligible list, and it's as if over the course of this Breeders' Cup, people forget horses get in off the AEs. We just saw yesterday a 16 draw in at 74 to 1 and win, but with a moment like this, the biggest mile race we offer in America, Order of Australia, the pickup mount for Pierre-Charles Boudot, pulls off the biggest upset in this race, in a race that has seen big upsets over the years. Matthew, how did they pull this off at 73-1? to 1? Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and yesterday, the story here was, was Brad Cox and today it's Pierre Charles Boudot because a, a scintillating ride in the Philly and Mare turf, right, to win that race with Adaria, um, running down rushing fall to win that race, I believe at 18-1. to 1. And now to top that and do it here, also Ellsworth sneaks into the race as the biggest price on the board by far at 73 to 1 and hold off a great racehorse to win by a half length in sort of Maximus from down on the inside. Stunning result, and it's been all about Pierre Charles Boudot on the grass today. Simon, Order of Australia, you would describe as a stayer. So when he got the lead in this mile race, he wasn't going to relinquish it. No, he wasn't. That's the thing. He wasn't going to give it up. I mean, on form, he'd be tough to get to, regardless of whether he's an also eligible or not. But what about the performance of Aidan O'Brien? Winless in this race in his career, he runs first, second, and third. Order of Australia over Circus Maximus over Lopi Fernandez. An Aidan O'Brien trifecta here, topped with a 73-1 to shot. Unbelievable. Wow. Aidan O'Brien trains the top three finishers in the Breeders' Cup mile Order of Australia, three-year-old colt by Australia out of the Dane Hill Mare Senta's Dream, bred in Ireland by Whisperview Trading Limited, owned by Derek Smith and Mrs. John Magnier, Michael Tabor, and Mrs. A.M. O'Brien, trained by Aidan O'Brien and ridden by Pierre Charles Boudot. 
Order of Australia in eight career starts has been in the money four times with three firsts and one third, earnings of just over $1.1 million. And running second in the FanDuel Breeders' Cup mile presented by PDJF in the Aiden O'Brien trifecta was Circus Maximus. This four-year-old colt is by Galileo out of the Dane Hill Dancer Mare Duntel. Bred in Ireland by Flaxman Stables Ireland Limited. Owned by Michael Tabor, Derek Smith, Mrs. John Magnier, and Flaxman Holdings Limited. Trained by Aiden O'Brien and ridden by Ryan Moore. Circus Maximus has 17 career starts and has been in the money 11 of 17 tries. Five times first, three times second, three times third. Earnings of just over $1.8 million. And rounding out the Aiden O'Brien trifecta in third place, Lope E. Fernandez. This three-year-old colt is by Lope de Vega, out of the Dancilly Mare Black Dahlia, bred in Ireland by SF Bloodstock, LLC, owned by Derek Smith, Mrs. John Magnier, and Michael Tabor, trained by, of course, Aiden O'Brien, and ridden by LaFranco Detton. Lope E. Fernandez has 12 career starts, been in the money eight of 12 tries, with Two first place finishes, twice second, four times third, earnings of just over $405,000. Lope E. Fernandez was a 2018 Arcana Deauville yearling where he was a $1 million purchase. Next up on Breeders' Cup Saturday at Keeneland. November the 7th was the Grade 1 Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. Going a mile and an eighth on the dirt for three-year-olds and up fillies and mares with a purse of $2 million. One of the greatest matchups we've seen coming in to the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. It is now post-time. Swiss Skydiver breaking from post five. They're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. There's Horologist between horses along with Lady Kate and Harvest Moon is up close. And there goes Ollie's Candy from the outside. Lady Kate has a narrow lead from Harvest Moon who's right there to the inside heading into the first turn. Those two in close quarters there. Lady Kate now starts to move by. Harvest Moon second to half length. Ollie's Candy forwardly placed in third. Horologist fourth. Monomoy Girl three wide and fifth. Three likes off the early lead. CC is sixth back toward the inside. Swiss Skydiver seventh between horses. Valiance is eighth to the far outside. And then Dunbar our road is ninth and a gap of six more lengths back to Point of Honor, who is tenth and last. It was 23.11 seconds, the time for the opening quarter. Harvest Moon, the leader, and Lady Kate second on the outside. Half length separate the top two. Ollie's Candy, third in between horses, a length and a half off the leader. Horologist, fourth down toward the inside. Monoboy Girl, in the clear, far outside and fifth. Still three lengths from the lead, though, as they head for the far turn. CC is next. Swiss Skydiver is against the rail. Six lengths off the lead. Valiance to her outside. Dunbar road and then point of honor at the back 46.03 seconds for the opening half mile lady kate alongside of harvest moon here's ollie's candy looking for some running room now toward their outside and monomoy girl gets engaged now moves up from fourth into third valiance is moving behind her harvest moon is the leader with the quarter mile to go in the distaff leading monomoy girl a length and a half valiance third up on the outside harvest moon is right there swiss skydiver is looking for running room down toward the rail monomoy girl 
Carroll got the jump though, and she leads the field into the final furlong. Valiance to her outside. Harvest Moon third, Swiss Skydiver fourth. Valiance trying to catch Monomoy Girl. Late run from Dunbar Road to third. Monomoy Girl in front. Monomoy Girl wins the distaff by two lengths on the line for Floron Giroux in one minute, 47.84 seconds. In a sport where our stars do not stay around long enough, Monomoy Girl stays around to her five-year-old season to win the Longines Breeders' Cup distaff yet again. Caton, I know you're probably chock full of emotion right now, but I want you to weigh in on what we just witnessed. You know, my heart is beating out of my chest right now, <laughs> But the thing about Monomoy Girl is that she... If she makes the lead too easily, she waits on the competition. She likes to have a challenge. She uh, So the key was Florent waiting as long as possible to take the lead because he didn't want to let her get to loafing around and then get caught at the wire. But she's become so much more professional. To have her do what she does, regardless of the post, regardless of the situation, she finds a way. And... He has spoken about how he never gets to the bottom of her, that she never gives 110%. She's able to win so easily. It just shows you, even at the highest level, what she's capable of as she comes around the field. Gives me a heart attack every time because you wonder, is she going to be able to run down the speed against quality horses every step of the way? Swiss Skydiver on the inside, but Monomoy Girl gets that jump and seems to know exactly what her job is and does it with a plum. Yeah, she has horses to her inside at the Bathio late challenge by Valiance, but in the end, it was only a challenge for second there as Monomoy Curl finds more, as Caton said. And if they never got to the bottom of her, well, that was pretty good of a career that we've had because this is expected to be the last start of this brilliant mare's career. Yeah, that, that was phenomenal. And I, I think the key also is the fact that, she's, that she can rate, rateable, and you're on the best horse which is obviously the case with Monomoy Girl. You just want to avoid problems. You want to avoid traffic. So she has an outside draw. Let's get that position. We can move over a little bit. We can afford to be a little bit wide in this race. We can't be too too wide. So they, they were probably, you know, two, two three path in the early to middle part of the race. A little wide turning for home. You're on the best horse. It's, it's better to be a little bit wide turning for home than stuck in traffic with horses in front of you or having that option or you know, should I dart down on the inside or stay to the outside? They never had to make that decision outside the whole trip. I think Drawn beautifully helped and Monomoy Girl, I think she was a little tired at the end of this race, but you, I, you, you nailed it, I think. The ability to find more when necessary, and she put that on display once again. The final time for the mile and an eighth, 147 and four, just one-fifth of a second off the track record, but the time is not what is important here, and Caton, as we talked about, you know, the connections pretty much declared this would be her last start. It is a perfect way for her to go out on a remarkable career, but the fact that we got to experience her one more time at the Breeders' Cup is a phenomenal sporting gesture by these connections. This is going to be a very emotional winner's circle, I would imagine. I am certain of that, and you know, I know from the Brad Cox team, while there was the utmost confidence in how she was doing and, and what she was going to do today, barring anything unforeseen, um, there were so many nerves surrounding the idea of just allowing her to be able to show what she could do and go out on a winning note. Monomoy Girl coming back to a appreciative winter circle. We're going to let Caton unhook and get down there. I know she wants <laughs> to be in this moment. Caton, go enjoy it. Florent Giroux aboard. You saw the emotion of him as they crossed the wire. 
Look, this is what our sport is all about, and Matthew, this is what the Breeders' Cup is capable of producing, moments like this that we'll remember for the rest of our time. And how about one of the, the biggest owners in the game on the East Coast and Michael Dubb? I mean, he was a co-owner of Aunt Pearl, who won the Juvenile Phillies turf for Brad Cox yesterday, co-owner of Monomoy Girl. He's invested so much into this game. Um, great to see him be rewarded for that with Rears Cup wins on Friday and now a big one here in the Distaff here on Saturday with Monomoy Girl who wins the Rears Cup Distaff final start of her career, giving her her seventh grade one win. Ah, the brilliant Monomoy Girl wins the Breeders' Cup Distaff. This five-year-old filly is by Tapazar out of the Henny Hughes Mare Drumette. Bred in Kentucky by FPF LLC and Highfill Ranch. Owned by Michael Dubb, Monomoy Stables LLC, the Elkstone Group, and Bethlehem Stables LLC. Trained by Brad Cox and ridden by Florent Giroux. In 15 career starts, Monomoy Girl is perfect. 13 first place finishes and 2 seconds. Been in the money all 15 times. Earnings now of just over $4.4 million. Monomoy Girl was a Keeneland September yearling of 2016, where she was a $100,000 purchase. And right after the Breeders' Cup, she was sold at the Phasic Tipton Fall Mixed Sale to Spendthrift Farm for $9.5 million. And actually, contrary to uh, the belief that she is done racing, she is not. She is still in training. We'll get to see her run again in 2021. That'll be exciting. Phenomenal mare. Congratulations to the connections. And running second was Valiance. This four-year-old filly is by Tappet out of the Empire Maker mare last full measure. Bred in Kentucky by China Horse Club International, owned by Eclipse Thoroughbred Partners, Martin Schwartz, and CHC Incorporated, trained by Todd Pletcher, and ridden by Luis Saez. Valiance has nine career starts, but in the money, seven of nine tries, with six first place finishes, one second. Earnings now of just over $809,000. Valiance was a phasic tip to New York, Saratoga yearling of 2017 where she was a $650,000 purchase. Our running third was Dunbar Road. This four-year-old filly is by Quality Road out of the Bernardini Mare gift list. Bred in Kentucky by Jeffrey Drown, owned by Peter Brandt, trained by Chad Brown, and ridden by Jose Ortiz. Dunbar Road has 11 career starts, been in the money 10 of 11 tries, Six times first, once second, three times third. Earnings of just over $1.1 million. Dunbar Road was a 2017 Keeneland September yearling, where she was purchased for $350,000. Next up on Breeders' Cup Saturday... At Keeneland, November the 7th, was the Grade 1 Longines Breeders' Cup Turf, going one and a half miles on the turf for three-year-olds and up, with a purse of $4 million. Last one moves into line at the post. And they're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Turf. There goes Chandlemaker. 
Channel Maker outrunning for the early lead. And United also is up close in the opening strides as well. Red King is there, and then Magical between Horses and Arc Low. Back toward the inside in the fifth position. Lord North comes away in sixth. Medaya, seventh down toward the inside. Tarnawa is eighth. Danya is ninth early on. And Mogul is tenth and last as they move around that far turn for the first time. Channel Maker against the rail now leads the way. It is Channel Maker in front of United by a length and a half. Two more back to Arc Low just inside of Magical Red King stacks up to their outside. And then Medaya back toward the rail, joined there by Lord North, who moves up alongside. Gap of two more lengths back to Tarnawa. Then Danya and Mogul is at the back. The opening quarter in 25.57 seconds. One circuit to go here in the Long Jean turf. And Channelmaker is the leader. United just off the leader's flank. 51.06 for that first half mile. Arklow back toward the inside is third. Red King is fourth up on the outside as the field heads into the second of three turns in this journey. Magical is in between horses. Magical right up close there but in between and caught in some close quarters. Now moves up into fourth. Now challenging for third. Two lengths off the lead. Further back, Medaya stays down toward the inside of Lord North. Tracked closely by Tarnawa. And then further back, Mogul next to last and Danya trails for the move up the back stretch. It is Channelmaker who continues to dictate the terms. Channelmaker leads it by three quarters of a length. And then United second on the outside of length. The Red King. Here's Arklow looking for running room fourth, down toward the inside, two lengths off the lead. Magical is still in fifth, still between horses at the entrance to the far turn. Lord North is next on the outside of Medaya. And then Mogul starting to work through some traffic in between horses, running seven lengths from the front onto the turn. Tarnawa, Danya at the back, and Channelmaker to catch. Channelmaker leading United, opens up, Channelmaker does, by two and a half lengths. United put in an awkward step around the far turn, lost another length. Magical moves up on the outside. Arklow to the inside, Red King, then Tarnawa swings to the center of the course. Mogul still looking for some room down toward the inside. They've got to get Channelmaker. Let's see what Magical can do now. And then Arklow and Tarnawa. Tarnawa is running fast down the center of the course. Tarnawa past Magical, has caught Channelmaker. Tarnawa moves on by Tarnawa and Colin Keane to win the Long Jean Turf. It's going to be close for second, either Magical or or channel maker for that runner-up spot in two minutes 28.02 seconds. Dermot Weld breaking through in the Breeders' Cup. An already impressive career is just added to here with Dermot Weld's training job with Tarnawa and the pickup mount by Colin Keane and Simon. Tarnawa was picking them up and laying them down like a house of cards. Yeah, she certainly was coming from off the pace here. Channelmaker, what a great ride aboard Channelmaker. And uh, getting to the lead there uh, for Manny Franco. He tried to lead him as far as he could. United, a little disappointing. Middle of the turn there, had a stutter step. I think just stumbled right about at this point and was taken out of it. But Channelmaker, it was his race to lose from here on out. Look at Tonoa, left of the screen, takes the wide route here to avoid the traffic and comes rolling under Colin Keane. And how good has the Prix de l'Opera back on Arc week, uh, Weekend turned out to be. The winner has gone on to win the Breeders' Cup turf. The third place horse, Odara, came back and won the Breeders' Cup filly and mare turf earlier this afternoon. And another filly here. We've seen three fillies now win this race since 2015. Found, Enable, and now Tarnawa. What a great performance here. Dermot Weld for the Aga Khan.
Magical is in a photo for second here with the nine channel maker. Caton, the pace setter channel maker, was setting all the fractions that he would need in here, but it was a European style race with the slow pace up front, and Tarnawa's kick was just incredible here for her fourth win in a row. A very fairly run race so far as the pace was concerned where each horse had a chance and the horses that were best on the day uh, prevailed here with Tarnawa and Magical and maybe a little passing of the mantle so to speak from Enable to Magical now to Tarnawa as far as great fillies coming over to win the Breeders' Cup. Tarnawa going off at 9-2. to two. Results of that photo in Magical does get there for second. Channelmaker holds on for third. Lord North rallies here for fourth. And then Mogul checking in fifth. So, Simon, Europe accounts for four of the top five positions here in the Longines Breeders' Cup turf. Yeah, as expected. Uh, I mean, it, it, they look to dominate coming into this race. They usually do year in, year out. Uh, domestically, I thought... For the U.S., Channel Maker ran a huge race, and no disgrace there, finishing third. But what a great filly here. The girls run 1-2 here with Magical, the five-year-old mare kind of rebounding, coming back to her form. Very, very good effort. What a brilliant stretch run for Tarnawa, coming from way off of the pace to take the Breeders' Cup turf. This four-year-old filly is by Shamardal out of the Cape Cross Mare Tirana, bred in Ireland by the Aga Khan Studs, owned by the same, trained by Dermot Well, and ridden by Colin Keane. Tarnawa now has 14 career starts and has been in the money 12 of 14 tries with eight first place finishes, twice second, twice third. Earnings now of over $2.8 million. And running second was magical. This five-year-old filly is by Galileo out of the pivotal mare, Halfway to Heaven. Bred in Ireland by Chelston and Wynant Orpendale. Owned by Derek Smith, Mrs. John Magnier, and Michael Tabor. Trained by Aidan O'Brien and ridden by Ryan Moore. Magical in 27 career starts. Has been in the money 21 times with 12 first place finishes, 8 seconds, and 1 third Earnings now of just over $6 million. Wow. What a filly. Congratulations to the connections. And running a very strong third was Channel Maker. The six-year-old gelding is by English Channel out of the horse chestnut mare in return. Bred in Ontario by Tall Oaks Farm. Owned by Wachtel Stable. Gary Barber, R.A. Hillstable, and Reeves Thoroughbred Racing. Trained by Bill Mott and ridden by Manuel Franco. Channel Maker has 37 career starts and has been in the money 17 of those 37 tries with seven first place finishes, five times second, five times third. Earnings now just shy of $3 million at $2.9 million. Channel Maker was a Keeneland September yearling of 2015 where he RNA'd or did not meet the reserve price at $57,000. Wise move. And to cap off the championship races at Keeneland on Breeders' Cup Day, November the 7th, was the Grade 1 Longines Breeders' Cup Classic, going a mile and a quarter on the dirt for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $6 million. Last one moves in the line. They are at the post. They're off. 
in the Long Jean Breeders' Cup Classic. There's Authentic in maximum security from the outside in the opening strides. Authentic moving forward quickly clears the inside traffic and starts to angle down toward the rail with the lead. Maximum security goes second, tis the law third. By my standards is in fourth. Global campaign is fifth. Improbable close up but wide in sixth into the first turn. Then a break of five more lengths. Tom's Detat, title ready, Tacitus, and higher power at the back. It is Authentic who shows the way. Authentic against the rail. Leads it by two lengths. Maximum security second a length. And then tis the law third to the inside by just a half length global campaign fourth upon the outside by my standards toward the rail in the fifth position flanked there by improbable improbable toward the outside six lengths off the lead break of four back to tom's data title ready tacitus and then higher power at the back it is authentic who shows the way up the back stretch at keeneland in the long gene breeders cup classic authentic leads it by a length and a half to maximum security tis the law global campaign and then improbable global campaign and improbable start moving forward together as they reach the entrance of the far turn. By my standard, still five lengths off the lead. Tacitus, Tom State title ready. Higher power at the back as the field enters the final turn. And it is Authentic who continues to show the way. Global campaign is right there at second just off the leader's flank. Improbable moves up to third. Maximum security is fourth and still five lengths from the lead and has lost ground around the far turn. Tis the law is next, still six from the front, then Tacitus and Tom's Detaw. Here comes Improbable to the outside, trying to chase down Authentic as they move into the stretch. Global campaign is third. Maximum security is in fourth. Tacitus, then Tis the law. Authentic hanging tough in the final furlong and leads it by two and a half legs. Improbable, then global campaign. Tacitus tis the law all behind Authentic who strides away in the Keeneland sunset for John Velasquez. Authentic has won the Long Jean Breeders' Cup Classic. An authentic classic, a gate-to-wire score under the Hall of Famer John Velasquez. Congratulations to the connection, Spendthrift Farm, My Racehorse, all of the partners. What a celebration for Authentic here at Keeneland. We just witnessed what this horse was able to do in the Kentucky Derby. Once he gets comfortable and out in the clear, he's able to switch things off, and nobody was ever able to come to this son of instant mischief. What a campaign from this three-year-old Colt. Yet another Breeders' Cup Classic for Bob Baffert. For the longest time, a decade plus, Bob Baffert could not win the Breeders' Cup Classic. <laughs> then what does he do? He rattles off three in a row, starting with Bayern. And then we see performances like this with Authentic. Baffert is a master at getting a horses to go a mile and a quarter, and it is on full display here with the sort of speed that they possess. This is how Baffert wins the Breeders' Cup Classic, with horses getting out on the front end and just absolutely running the field into the ground. Gabby, he played come and catch me with them out there. Nobody getting to authentic today. You're absolutely right, Christina. Once again, a Hall of Fame ride by Johnny Velasquez. I was surprised that nobody actually decided to go with him early, and it was kind of evolving in the first sixteenth of a mile going into the first turn, Christina. We saw Tis the Law actually break really sharply, and if you look closely, Manny Franco was looking to his right and seeing, judging who was going to go. Ultimately, he decided to take a hold of his horse going into the first turn, and that changed the dynamics of the race whereas Authentic was able to control on the front end. But this is a superb horse, and we knew that we were in for a big performance, judging by how confident Bob Baffert was going into the Classic.
He is so determined. You can see it just ears pinned out there. He knows his job. He knows what to do out there on the front end and nobody really making up any ground throughout the race. Scott, down the back stretch at one point, you did see Improbable and Global Campaign, their riders realized we have to make a move on this horse. They did so in tandem and were both discouraged at the top of the lane when this horse kicked clear. Yeah, it was too little too late at that point in time. I mean, it was a very strong effort from Improbable and give a lot of credit to Global Campaign for him to be able to hold on for third. Tacitus grinding out a fourth place finish. Maximum security. He, he had every opportunity from the outside, but just it was not good enough uh, in the end here to, to go with Authentic, but uh, what a performance in the shadows here in Lexington, Kentucky for this son of Into Mischief, Spendthrift Farm, MyRacehorse.com, Matacat Stables. What a journey this entire group has been on in 2020. This is what dreams are made of as far as in this sport for a horse that broke his maiden at Del Mar last summer going five-eighths of a mile. He's really done nothing wrong. You look at his defeats. He lost to Honor AP in the Santa Anita Derby and was beaten by a wonderful filly in Swiss Skydiver in a masterfully ridden race by Robbie Alvarado in the Preakness Stakes. And Johnny Velasquez just never gave them a chance. That's what you do when you have a horse with the type of speed and stamina that he has. Just go out there and play catch me if you can, and they could not here today. Cheers to the breeder, Peter E. Blum, Thoroughbreds, LLC. Congratulations, Mr. Blum. You have bred a Kentucky Derby winner, a Breeders' Cup Classic winner. Congratulations to his owners as he is going to jog back to get his picture taken today. It was a marquee moment when he won the Kentucky Derby as far as horse ownership goes. We've talked about that quite a bit uh, with My Racehorse, with Spendthrift Farm, with their partnership, with the 5,000 plus people that are included as owners of Authentic. And this again is another pivotal moment in this game moving forward as far as an opportunity to become a part of it, to play in the big leagues, to attract more fans to horse racing. And B. Wayne Hughes, you've got to give him a lot of credit. He was always forward-thinking. He's a man that has built an empire by being forward-thinking, and he's part of this and MyRacehorse.com. Just looking here at now Baffert's four wins in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Bayern, a late-developing three-year-old. American Pharaoh, different class, different level, right? Arrogate, late-developing three-year-old, wins the Breeders' Cup Classic. Same here. He was good early, but as Bob has said, if the Kentucky Derby's maybe early May, it wouldn't have been his time. He had Nadal, he had Charlatan. Unfortunately, we didn't see Nadal after his win in the Arkansas Derby. But Bob has created a knack in pinpointing these horses that will develop and get better at the age of three, and that's how he swoops in and wins the Breeders' Cup Classic. Son of Intimus, Jeff Authentic, making his way back here to a very happy group of owners. And you mentioned B. Wayne Hughes. He was unable to be at the Kentucky Derby this year. I'm just looking in to the winner's circle. He is here today for this, and what a special moment. Uh, he did allow this horse to run in the silks of my racehorse in the Kentucky Derby. I thought that was a very sporting gesture. But for him to be here in his home in Kentucky to welcome this son of his into mischief into the winner's circle, what a moment for a man that has given so much to this game. And in turn, with this horse specifically, paying it forward for potentially generations to come. You would think so, absolutely, because he's going to have a home over at Spendthrift Farm once he wraps up his racing career. And by all accounts and the discussions that we've had with these connections, it does seem as though that is the plan to run him at the age of four. Ah, the fantastic, authentic 
This three-year-old colt is by Into Mischief. Out of the Mr. Greeley Mare, Flawless, bred in Kentucky by Peter E. Bloom Thoroughbreds, LLC. Owned by Spendthrift Farm, My Racehorse Stable, Manicat Stables, and Starlight Racing. Trained by Bob Baffert and ridden by John Velasquez. Authentic eight career starts and has been perfect. Six first place finishes and twice second. Earnings now of over $7.2 million. Authentic was a 2018 Keeneland September yearling where he was a $350,000 purchase. Authentic has been retired from racing and will start his stud duties at Spinthrift Farm in 2021 where he'll stand for $75,000. A running second was improbable. This four-year-old colt is by City Zip out of the AP Indy Mare Rare Event. Bred in Kentucky by St. George Farm LLC and G. Watts Humphrey Jr. Owned by Windstar Farm and China Horse Club and SF Racing LLC. Trained by Bob Baffert and ridden by Arad Ortiz Jr. Improbable has 15 career starts, been in the money 11 times with 7 first place finishes, 4 times second, earnings of just over $2.7 million. Improbable was a Keeneland November weanling in 2016, selling for $110,000. And as a yearling in 2017 at Keeneland September sale, sold for $200,000. Improbable has also been retired from racing and will begin his stud duties at Windstar Farm. And his first year stud fee will be $40,000. A running third was Global Campaign. This four-year-old colt is by Curlin. Out of the AP Indy Mare Globetrot, bred in Kentucky by Windstar Farm, owned by Sagamore Farm and Windstar Farm LLC, trained by Stanley Huff, and ridden by Javier Castellano. Global Campaign has 10 career starts and has been in the money eight of those 10 times, with six first place finishes and twice third, earnings of just over $1.3 million. Global Campaign was a Keeneland September yearling of 2017, where he was a $250,000 purchase. Global Campaign has also been retired to stud duty at Windstar Farm, where he's going to stand his first year at $12,500. I'm actually breeding one of my mares to this stallion. Excited about that. And a quick recap of the Breeders' Cup Championship races. In the first race of the Breeders' Cup Championships on Friday, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. This was a five and a half furlong race. First was Golden Powell. Second was Cowan. Third was You Better Believe It. The second race on Friday was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf presented by Coolmore America. This was a one-mile race. First was Fire at Will. Second was Battleground. And third was Outdoor. The third race on Breeders' Cup Friday was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Going a mile and a sixteenth. In first place was Vequist. Second was Day Out of the Office. And third was Girl Daddy. The fourth race on Futures Friday, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Phillies. Going one mile. First was Aunt Pearl, second was Mother Earth, and third was Miss Amulet. And the last race for the two-year-olds on 
Breeders' Cup Friday was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile presented by the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. This was going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. First was Essential Quality, second was Hot Rod Charlie, and third was Keep Me In Mind. We started the Breeders' Cup Championship races on Saturday with the Philly and Mare Sprint. Going seven furlongs on the dirt. First place was Gamine. Second was Serengeti Empress. And third was Bells the One. Next up on Saturday was the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. Going five and a half furlongs on the turf. First was Glass Slippers. Second was Wet Your Whistle. And third was Leanster. Next, it was the Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. First place was Nick's Go. Second was Jesus' team, and third was Sharp Samurai. Next was the Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Going a mile and three sixteenths, first was Adaria. Second was Rushing Fall, and third was Harvey's Lil Coil. Next up was the Breeders' Cup Sprint, going six furlongs on the dirt. First was Whitmore, second was CZ Rocket, and third was Firenze Fire. Next up was the FanDuel Breeders' Cup Mile, presented by the PDJF. Going a mile on the turf, first was Order of Australia, second was Circus Maximus, third was Lope y Fernandez. Next up was the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff, going a mile and an eighth on the dirt. First place was Monomoy Girl, second was Valiance, and third was Dunbar Road. Next up was the Longines Breeders' Cup Turf, going a mile and a half. First place was Tarnawa, second was Magical, and third was Channel Maker. And in the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic, going a mile and a quarter on the dirt, first was Authentic, second was Improbable, third was Global Campaign. A spectacular, absolutely wonderful two days in championship Breeders' Cup racing at Keeneland. I'm Van Davidson, and I hope that your horses are leading the pack when you see them running down the stretch. Mm-hmm.